0: Welcome back to the to OTS on Premier League 31st match day. Welcome back, Tom. I see you enjoyed a lot. Uh, Italy is being knocked out of the mm. World Cup, for instance.
1: Yes, I did. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Not because I have anything against Italians. it's their lovely people and it's a lovely country. But they did yeah. steal the European Championships off both Spain and England. And nobody wants to see someone win the World Cup through skullduggery and outhousery. So... You know, we'll cope. Bye. Mm,
0: well, we saw that in the past. For instance, I can remember Korea stealing mm-hmm. from us very clearly. Well, let's analyze this new match day. No laser tags, no, as they played in Africa as well with uh, Mohamed Salah. This is a completely yeah. different game. So, guys, leave your comments below, press the like, subscribe. And now let's go on with the show. First game, Liverpool, what for? And Liverpool can go on top of the table momentarily, at least for a couple of hours. Let's see how is the relationship, no? mane Salah, after the African Cup of Nations, after Mane kicking out Salah in the final game in Africa as well to qualify for the World Cup. But if we go down to the clubs, nine consecutive victories for Liverpool in the Premier League after beating also Arsenal. And for Watford, I guess there is still hope, no? Three points away from Everton. That victory against Southampton, the next two games, they are key Leeds and Brentford.
1: Yeah. Um, look, Liverpool have been incredible, haven't they? You know, it's it's yeah. it's been so long since we saw the Premier League. I forget how it was, but now I recall them being very, very good. You mentioned nine wins in a row. Absolutely right. But also, as impressively, it's four wins in a row without conceding. And they've been playing mugs in that time as well. Didn't concede against Arsenal. Didn't concede against West Ham. Didn't concede against Leeds. So, yeah, can't defend, but they can attack and they can score and they couldn't score against Liverpool. So, a uh, very impressive recent run. Win this game and they go top before City play later in the day. So, it's a huge game. And, of course, next week is that massive potential, and I would say likely, title decider between these two teams. Mm. Uh, not conceding goals, scoring plenty of goals. You're absolutely right. Once again, in international football, it was Mane against Salah. Once again, won by Sadio Mane and Mo Salah's had a bad time away at Egypt. Last couple of times, he's gone. And I'm sure many of our viewers saw the the quite horrible scenes when he came off the field a few days ago and seemed to then announce he was retiring from playing for Egypt. So that may well be Heavy on his mind, but I doubt it because there's a title to be won, and that's very much what this team is built for. As for Watford, I love Watford because <laughs> they just remind me of uh, of Al Pacino in Godfather Three, which was often uh, a line used by Silvio Dante in the in the Sopranos. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in because every time you think they're going down, they pick up a surprise win. They go to Aston Miller and win. Then they don't win for four games. Then they go to Southampton and win. It's 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 baffling. It's baffling. Um, has Roy Hodgson made them better? Yes. Are they good enough to stay in the Premier League? Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I think they're the only team in the bottom three that I've seen really show any fight in the last few weeks. So the next games are more important than this one. Liverpool will win big here. Here's your Asian handicap game. At least 3-0. At least 3-0 because of how good the Liverpool offence is. Lovely international break. Building into Benfica. Building into the City game. They'll want a big win. They might rotate. I expect rotation. I'd be looking at Jota, Luis Diaz uh, to both start and to score. Maybe even Salah gets a rest going into this one with the games coming up and what happened with Egypt in the last couple of weeks or so. No Trent Alexander-Arnold might bring your score down a little bit. But Liverpool win, they don't concede, at least 3-0. Look at the plus 3.5. That could do you some good money here because Liverpool to win, as you can see, is a bit of a waste of your time.
0: All players that you mentioned, actually, they had uh, important games. Uh, Luis Díaz, Mané, Salah, Digoyota, Jota, they all played uh, important international games. Asian Handicap, minus 2.5. In this case, 2.12 is the best odds we can find because the odds are very low to support uh, to back Liverpool here. Marco is asking you, who would you want to win the Premier League, Tom, between Liverpool and Man City?
1: Liverpool. Oh, no? want? Uh, I I couldn't. I don't care who wins it. I only want West Ham to win games. Apart okay. from that, the win wins are irrelevant. Who would I back? I would still back Manchester City. I would still okay. back Manchester City, despite the fact they. I've had a bit of a blip in form. The squad is just in- incredible. It's incredible. And the game next week, the fact it's their there to have, I think just might swing it in their favour. But ask me again in-, in two weeks' time, that might be different. I think it all comes down to next Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm. To win both halves. Liverpool to win both halves. Owa is saying that. This pace, yeah. 2.0. Okay. This is better odds. Then going for the relegation battle. Brighton, Norwich. This is a game both teams to lose, I guess, because they've bought, uh, both lost six games in a row. But this is a massive game. I mean, Norwich probably is going to the Champions League. We know that. But for Brighton, they can nail the safety if they win this game, Tom.
1: Yeah, the two worst teams in the league going into the international break. Atrocious performance after atrocious performance for Brighton. The game against Tottenham was pitiful before that was Liverpool. They tried before that was Newcastle, which was a diabolical showing. Villa, they offered nothing. Burnley, 3-0 at home. I mean, what is going on there to lose 3-0 at home to Burnley? As for Norwich, they had a couple of moments when Dean Smith first came in, who's a better manager than Daniel Farker. But as we've said all season, this is not a Premier League squad. It's not a Premier League club. And they were always going down. And the gap has started started to show now. And just like last time they went down, they're going to go down pitifully. They won't get more than 25 points. I don't know how many games they will win between now and the end of the season. So this is up in the air here. The only thing that draws me in are the odds. Because right now, I would not back Brighton to beat anybody, anywhere, in any game of football or any sport. I wouldn't back Brighton's players to win a game of tiddlywinks or pool or chess or darts. So Brighton, right now, not worth your money. And at 1.5. No, what? I mean, I know it's been an international break, but the bookies have watched the recent games, right? That doesn't make sense. Norwich this morning, as I looked at this, were around seven and a half. They've already drifted to 8.4. They may well drift to about 10 come Saturday. I can't, I, am I going to say this? Uh, those odds take Norwich to win. At oh. those odds take Norwich. Norwich to win because you cannot, if you're going to bet on this game, if you want to bet on this game, you wouldn't take that Brighton bet. It's a waste of your time and there's no double worth making it more interesting. But at 8.4, that'll get longer. Take Norwich just to win, but do it late on Saturday. Do this around, what, 1pm UK time on Saturday? That'll be around 10 to 1. That's worth a couple of euros of anybody's money.
0: Good, good. Um, Super favorite, Brighton Asian Handicap plus one, for instance, for Norwich is 2.11. So you win your bet if they draw or if they win, even if they lose for one goal, you get your money back. So very good odds to back. Norwich, another team in the bottom of the table, Burnley facing Man City. Burnley, they have two more important games the following uh, two. They are going to face Everton and Norwich because I guess we all expect uh, City to bounce back after the draw against Crystal Palace and win here. And they have a very funny game eh, against Atletico de Madrid. This will be Mm. a tough one for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I would expect big rotation here. I know there's been international break, but I mean the, the big stars aren't going to be there. I, I don't think this could be a game for the likes of Cole Palmer. It could be a game for for Zach Stefan, who was a bit rubbish for the US as they qualify for the World Cup, but was terrible in Costa Rica uh, a few days ago for them. But it could be a game for him. It could be a game for the likes of of, of John Stones if he's fit enough to play. I'd play him and I wouldn't be playing Ruben Diaz, whose doubts about him and might rest the port. You know, play the second string here because it's Burnley. And Burnley, this is the worst Burnley in the last 10 years. Plus, uh, no Ben Me, And so, I think there's doubts about Nathan Collins. No, he's sent off, isn't he? he? was sent off, so he's suspended. So, who's at centre-half? I don't know now. Who's at centre-half for Burnley? Have they got anyone left? That's the three centre-halves. Um, that's going to be a nightmare. So, they're going into it with a backup defence against Man City. And, again, they simply must win. You know, Burnley are going down this year. I'm happy to say from this point. Mm. They're going down this year. They don't have the squad. They don't have the reinforcement. The players like Max Cornet and Valvekhorst Vekors who offered something aren't offering enough. They've got to win three or four games in a row to stay up. And this one simply isn't going to happen. 1.26, not worth your time. <sighs> Trouble is City aren't really thrashing people, are they? They're not really doing that this year. That's not really the City thing. I think mm. two of the last five, they've scored four goals, three goals or more. Nil-Nil Palace last time. Go low scoring, go under 2.5. City win without conceding. I might even look here at draw at half-time, City win no scoring at full-time.
0: All right. It's difficult to find good odds eh, in this match day because, again, our next game, we have a huge favourite. West London Derby, chelsea Brentford, Chelsea, they are really in form. Eh? Apart from the problems they are having off the pitch, uh, six consecutive victories for them in all competitions. They face, face again Real Madrid, a game that I'm really... Fearing, I would say. Oh. Oh. And from Brentford, eight points away from the relegation. They are almost safe. eh? The victories against Burnley and Norwich recently put them really far away from the bottom three. You always said this season that they will stay up and they will.
1: Yeah, I still think Brentford will make it. And what's interesting about Brentford as well is that when they lose, they don't lose by a lot. They lose 2-1. They lose 1-0. They lose uh, by no more than two goals. No one really thrashes Brentford because... Mm. They have a brilliant mentality, a brilliant mentality. They always felt they were going to stay up this season. And, and the good news for them as well is that the injury issues, which have been a drag all season, finally starting to clear up. Raya being back, taking a few weeks to get back to form, but he's looking better. Ivan Tony run of fitness. Brian and Bumo run of fitness. I think maybe only Josh De Silva, who might play in this game, is missing. Apart from that, everyone's going to be there. And Christian Eriksen, what a what a boost, what a Philip that has been for them going away in Denmark and scoring. He was brilliant in the Norwich game that I watched recently for Brentford. So, you know, they're going to be all right. They're going to win enough games. They've got eight wins now. They'll win two or three more in the final eight. They will be okay. They will get to 40 points. Impressive. Um, For Chelsea, as you say, the form has been great. Is it five straight wins? Some good wins in there as well for them. Uh, The win against Newcastle. You know, they're not entertaining Chelsea. They're not a team that I would pay to watch, but they're incredibly effective. You know, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 2-0, 1-0, 1-0. That's a very Chelsea scoreline. Mm. Um, the most common scoreline for them this season has been 1-0. And I'll be looking at, again, here. Look, they've got one or two injury issues. We don't know about Rhys James still. We don't know um, about Andreas Christensen. We don't know about um, one or two others. hudson Doy, I think, is a doubt. But in general, the squad is too strong. They will beat Brentford. They will not thrash them. Uh, minimum uh, or maximum 2-0. Max of 2-0. So I might be looking here at a minus one for Chelsea going into the game for them to win it. But Chelsea win, they don't concede, keep it low scoring. 1-0 is the most favoured scoreline.
0: Mm -hmm. Chelsea goals in both halves for Scandi, 2.21. Well, Tom doesn't think that uh, we will see many goals, perhaps one. And one uh, difficult to find good odds until now because the favourites were playing the teams at the bottom of the table. But now the fun starts, starting in Ellen Road leads uh, Southampton. Your Jesse March now is paying off. Eh? Two consecutive victories against Wolves, amazing comeback against Norwich. Now seven points away from Watford and perhaps uh, they win the third one in a row because this Southampton, I guess they are gone no? after the FA Cup semi- uh, quarterfinals. Defeat now they have absolutely nothing to play for. And uh, this is worse after Yes, Walsh, Aston Villa.
1: Well, yes. A great point. Them. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's they they have nothing. Like you're absolutely right. They've got nothing to play for Southampton. Um they, they're the streakiest team, they're very streaky. They always have been under this manager, and until he leaves or there's massive investment in the squad, they always will be. Win four in a row, lose four in a row, win four, you know. Um, and they've now lost three in a row. And as you say, I would expect them to struggle in this game. But if they win, I'll back them next week to win, and I'll back them the week after to win. They, they Whatever result Southampton have just had, back it again. Back it <laughs> again until it changes, then back that result, and you'll make decent money across <laughs> the season. That's just what they do. Um For Leeds, Leeds are more interesting. Leeds are very interesting. Do you remember when we were doing shows over December and January? And we, most of this preview was... Injury, 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 injury. And for most teams, it's cleared up. Not for Leeds, who this week are without deep breath. Tyler Roberts, Patrick Bamford, Jamie Shackleton, um, Leo Hilda, uh, Junior Firpo, potentially um, Rafinha, potentially Lorente, Click and Melier both doubts as well. So a whole list of players who might well be missing. Three or four of them probably going to play, but definitely no Bamford. Definitely no Roberts. And that's a problem. The no Bamford thing. It's been a problem all season. And Bielsa, when he was there, was not given the replacement striker he required. And Jesse Marsh is trying to make it work with this beleaguered and injured squad. He's brought in some positivity and he's brought in some basic organisation, which was lacking at the end of the Bielsa reign. He just went on for too long and was seeing himself become the villain and good for everyone involved. He got sacked when he did. Um, He's brought in... A bit of dynamism is brought in a bit of organisation. And I like what Jesse Marsh has done. And if Leeds stay up, which I think they will, I think it's a very, very good appointment in the long run. Um, a few things to look out for in this game. Firstly, I would take a Leeds win. The odds are pretty narrow, but I would take a Leeds win. Slight, slight, slight favourites at the moment, but that might fluctuate as we get towards the weekend. Um, I'd be looking here at both teams to score. I'd be looking at this game to have above 3.5 goals in it because of how poor the defences of both teams have been recently. I'd be looking at James Ward-Prowse to score from outside the area. You can get that for around 11 to 1 on its own. That's a nice little bet this weekend. I'd also here be looking for a multi-score line. So you can pick two, three-score lines and bung them together in a triple. I'd be looking at 2-2, 3-3, 1-1 draws all the way through with goals being scored at both ends i think it's going to be really tasty if you're going to pick a winner go Leeds. double chance if you want but high scoring draw is what i really fancy here
0: Mm -hmm. both teams to score doesn't pay that much 1.57 and goals we have to go over three actually three is 2.09 you mentioned 3.5 that pays 2.65 if we want to find good odds, uh, Marco is going for the draw as well. 3.86. So goals in Ellen Road. Uh, then we have Wolverhampton, Aston Villa is still four points away from Europe. Uh, Wolves after that shocking defeat, I would say, against Leeds, uh, despite leading to nil. And um, for Aston Villa, is one of these teams that right now is super difficult to rate, in my opinion. Um what to do. It's difficult, and I'm surprised to see Aston Villa favourite in this game.
1: Yes, real surprise. Real surprise to see that. Uh, Draw at 3.3. That's interesting. That was 3.10 this morning. That'll go up to about 4 by the weekend. So draw is what I would favour here. Um, On the two teams, Wolves' thin squad has got them a long way this season, but again, the injuries have started to rack up. We know Raul Jimenez is out suspended. We know Ruben Neves is going to be missing for this one. We know there's doubts about Samedo, Neto, and I think Hoover's missing as well. So that's half the team is missing for Wolves, and they do not have the squad to cover those issues. They've overperformed, but I think they will start to fall away as the last eight games go on. I'd expect maybe four wins, four losses in that time. Uh, Another 10, 12 points. That's about all I would expect from Wolves. That puts them about 57 points come the end of the season. That ain't too bad at all. That'll get them eighth. Maybe seventh if West Ham or or Man United or Tottenham go on a bit of a blip before the end, but I think eighth best of the rest is where they will finish. Um, Aston Villa, you're absolutely right. How on earth do you talk about Aston Villa? I watched them recently against Southampton at home where it was a dynamite performance. They're Aston 4-0. Coutinho was incredible. Callum Chambers was playing like he was the second coming of Cafu. You know, it was incredible the way Villa were playing. And then against West Ham, they were poor and should have lost by more. Offered nothing against Arsenal. If you recall the Arsenal game, I did that game a couple of weeks ago. One of the most pitiful and pathetic performances of the entire season from any club in the league. And so, tough to predict. It's a big derby, this one, in the Midlands, in England, for those that don't know. Wolverhampton Wanderers and Aston Villa. They're both playing for supremacy of the region. The winner of this game will be the best team in the Midlands this year. It may well be important come the transfer window. It may well be important for people in the pub on Saturday night to, to take the mick out of their mates. I'd be looking draw here at 3.3. That's quite nice. i have been looking low mm. scoring. I, I Wolverhampton Wanderers Wolverhampton wonder has never scored more than two goals in any game. So if they win, they will score and sharp shop. Uh, but I just think they can't stop Villa scoring in this game. So many times derbies end up being draws double chance. This Villa win and a draw low scoring under 2.5 goals
0: all right ahmed is going for aston villa as well to win as i said Wolves, they are the underdog uh, in this game, surprisingly. And then the last game we have on Saturday in Old Trafford, Man United, Leicester City. Again, the bookies give uh, really low odds to Man United. We cannot, well, we understand that actually, but we don't support this. Uh, it's real, it's true that uh, Bruno Fernandes extended his contract today. What a big mistake doing that, uh, since we don't know what kind of uh, a squad is going to have Man United the following year, the last uh, time we spoke, I think we didn't even see that really bad performance against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. Now they can focus fully in the Premier League, but I guess it won't be easy eh? against this Leicester City. They are alive in Europe, by the
1: way. Yeah, absolutely they are. And I, I'd fancy them to win the the conference league, the inaugural conference league. You're in it, why not win it? Make a name for yourself and, and get a trophy back at your your stadium, yeah. which has been a common practice for Leicester come the end of seasons in the last few years. League winners, FA Cup winners, and now potentially conference league winners as well. And um, we always say this to to our viewers: Man United to win is not worth your time. Because oh. they're always massive favourites because everyone bets on Man United to win, but they are not reliable. Seven losses and eight draws this season shows you that 1.5 is not worth your time. Um, the Bruno Fernandes thing is interesting because he's not had a vintage season. He hasn't worked with Ronaldo, but for him, he could play for better clubs. He could play for any club in Europe. He's so so good, in my opinion. And yet he signed for a club where careers have gone to die for about five years. And they still don't know who the manager is. There was some nonsense line about they're sounding out managers this week. They're checking out the potential compensation for certain <laughs> managers. It's been I months. I
0: can't even
1: it. has oh been months, mate. <laughs> lopetegi Ten Hag. They were talking about Luis Enrique again this week, which is a story from like four years ago. Yeah, They still don't know. So why has he signed a new contract? People all say the money, but Bruno Fernandes could have got any money he wanted from any club in Europe. So I don't quite get that. Um, for Leicester as well, it is worth saying, very similar to Leeds. We did this in December, Non-stop injuries, and Leicester <clears throat> it's not cleared up. And Didi's now out for the season. Jamie Vardy unlikely to play. Mark Albrighton should come back, but it's a doubt. Fafana's come back recently, but not fully fit. Luke Thomas is going to be missing. Harvey Barnes, a doubt. Danny Ward is out. Ryan Bertrand is out. We mentioned in DD. I mean, Leicester, God bless them. They just want this season to end, and why not? It's been a nightmare for them in terms of the Premier League. The Conference League could salvage a glory from what's been a nightmare for Leicester fans, I'm sure. In this game, don't fancy Leicester. Don't back Leicester. Don't put any money on Leicester. I wouldn't necessarily fancy Manchester United, but they're going to win this game. So you've got to try and make something of it. So you're looking at Ronaldo to score a hat-trick at 30-1. to <laughs> If you want to make some money, that's about the only thing I can find here that's worth your time. Man United to win is not worthwhile. Combine it with Ronaldo to score. 2-1 and Ronaldo to score first is 20-1. to That's quite nice, but this is not a particularly fruitful market, I would suggest.
0: Mm, he didn't play very well, actually, with uh, Portugal. It had to be Bruno Fernandes, the one that uh, saved the country. Well, then on Sunday, talking about European teams, West Ham, Everton. We have Lyon around the corner. Perhaps they have time at least to rest. No, they were very tired in the derby against the Spurs. And now they are facing this Everton that uh, they (laughs) they had a complete miracle beating Newcastle in the very last minute. Even perhaps uh, Lampard can save this Everton, eh?
1: Um, let's not go wild on that one, but, but on West Ham, the Sevilla win was incredible to play their Mm. biggest rivals away from home. Three days later, you know, Miko Arteta whinging about fixtures for Arsenal. I mean, David Moyes didn't whinge at all about it. And that was, they were never going to win at Tottenham after the Sevilla game, um, the way the fixtures fell. So they didn't complain about it. Didn't have enough players fit the players that were there. I mean, Antonio came off in around the 50th minute in that game. Antonio has barely come off all season. So it shows you kind of what was happening in the Tottenham game. They just took the loss and didn't want to get thrashed too much. That has not been the story for West Ham for a lot of this season. And I think they'll want to win the Europa League from this point. Uh, Everyone's excited about Leon on Thursday. But I also think the top six is still very much their ambition. I think David Moyes would not have given up on the top four as yet. And we've got to remind our our viewers that Arsenal, though big favourites, got to face West Ham, got to face Tottenham. It's not an easy ride for Arsenal moving forward. So fourth is still a possibility for all the teams in that run. And I think West Ham will quite fancy their chances of having a push over the final eight games, winning six of them and seeing what they can do. Um, mm-hmm. Defence, everyone who you would, you'd like to start is going to be fit. Decan Rice had a pretty easy time for England in midweek. So he is fit. Tomas Socek scored for the Czech Republic. He's fit, should be okay. Antonio's had a week off for the first time in six months. That'll help West Ham, um, still no Jarrod Bowen, but we're hoping that he can be back for the Leon game on Thursday, certainly uh, for the Premier League next weekend. For Everton, I mean, they didn't deserve to beat Newcastle, right? Let's get that right. They were pretty poor and nicked it in, uh, what was it, 150th minute when they finally won that game because of how bizarre that whole situation was. But, you know, they've still got issues, Everton. I, I don't know what a Frank Lampard team is, and I don't know what Everton are at this moment in time. Calvert-Lewin, a West Ham target in the summer, we are told. Um, looks massively off the pace. You've got Michael Keane having the stinkiest of stinker seasons at centre-half. If not for Jordan Pickford, they would have lost against Newcastle last time out. And they're going to require a lot more Jordan Pickford heroics for them to stay in the Premier League this season. Midfield is slow and laborious, whoever plays for Everton in those positions. And so I can only see a West Ham win here. The bookie, mm-hmm. uh, the bookie's odds reflect that. A 1.8 for West Ham to win. Not too bad, actually. Uh, but i'd be looking here for west ham to win west ham to win without conceding a goal i think west ham's defence is going to be too strong for everton i'd be looking at west ham to win 2-0 so you could go for a handicap here a minus 1 for west ham if you want i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't be, be advising against it and i'd be looking here as well for a corner to be scored West Ham, tremendous at corners. Craig Dawson has scored um, a couple of goals from corners in recent times. West Ham are tremendous at them. West Ham to win, 2-0, both goals coming from corners.
0: 3.10 and West Ham to win 2-0. To These are good odds, three points away. Also, Everton from Watford. They will have to fight until the end of the season to find... Salvation and talking about safety, Newcastle, now they can call themselves, I guess, safe. and Nine points away from relegation, despite the last two defeats against Everton and Chelsea, now traveling to North London against Tottenham. Finally, these are news eh, for Conte, two consecutive victories. We haven't seen that for the Spurs in a long, long time. And perhaps they go for the third one here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I I like the look of Spurs at the moment. That the fixtures are falling kindly for them. Absolutely. That they, they're playing teams when they're kind of at the end of their tether or they're on a bad run. You know, playing Brighton right now is a great time. Playing West Ham on the last match day, as we discussed, was was, was perfectly timed. Playing Everton and Leeds when they played them, you know, perfectly timed. Bielsa's last game for Leeds and Everton in free for when they played them. So the fixtures are falling nicely, but also Tottenham are finding ways to win these games, Hung Min Son in tremendous form, Harry Kane scoring goals, Dejan Kulisevsky, I think has added something brilliant to Tottenham, kind of looked like they could do with him at Juventus, but I can't get into all that. I don't understand it. Uh, And Juventus losing is great news for me. Hi, Andrea, if you're watching. Um, For Newcastle, they are safe. And the summer, uh, excuse me, the, the January transfer window was brilliant for them. Trippier got them some good results before he got injured, played fantastically well. Dan Byrne, Low-key signing of the entire January transfer window. Chris Wood's not scored a great deal, but he's played fantastically well. Bruno Guimaraes is adding something now as he's coming into the team gradually and gradually and gradually. The other players have been lifted. So well done, Eddie Howe. Well done, Newcastle. Two wins away. They will get there. They will make 40 points. I think they'll win at least three of the... I think they have uh, nine games left, not eight. So they will win plenty of games to stay up. Not this one, though. Uh, because Tottenham are in such tremendous form. This is your Asian handicap game. I, I I put this with the favourites from the top of the programme today. Oh, yeah. um, Tottenham to win by at least three. Go plus 2.5. Go plus 3.5 if you want. Goals in this game. Tottenham to score them. I don't think Newcastle will score. Tottenham will score loads. And you can have here Tottenham to score plus Kane and Son to score. Triple that all up and you'll get around 7-8-1 to 1 for that. That's quite nice, I think.
0: Yeah, and the Asian handicap, even Asian handicap minus two for Tottenham... Uh, Odds are around 4, so really high. Also 2.5, as you mentioned before, around 5. So great odds. If you go for Asian Handicap for Tottenham, also Ahmed is going for Tottenham in this game. And the last one, I guess this is uh, way trickier. Arsenal going to the south of London to Selhurst Park. We... Talk about the difficulty of winning there when Man City travelled to the south of London. Now, even they qualified for the FA Cup semi-finals. No defeats in the last six games in all competitions. But also, Tom, Arsenal, they are in great form. Six victories in the last seven Premier League games. Quite low, the odds, I would say, to back Arsenal. Mm, Perhaps this could be a draw.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, screams draw to me. Absolutely screams draw at 3.6. <laughs> and again, wait to put these bets on until you get to match day. When we get to Monday at around about 6pm UK time, that draw is going to be around 4.5, maybe even 5 to 1. That's when you'd lay on this game to be a draw, which I think it will. Uh Briefly on both teams, Crystal Palace a few weeks ago, we thought their season was sort of petering out. But again, Patrick Vieira's has got something from this team. Maybe it was the Watford win that gave everyone the confidence they could score and entertain. Maybe it was Eze coming back to fitness and lifting everyone else, the form of Michael Alisse. uh Connor Gallagher returning back to top form, uh, Mark Gay getting in the, the England squad. You know, loads of things are, are positive about Crystal Palace right now and that draw against Man City, yes, Man City had an off night and yes, they had enough chances to win, but Palace were worthy of their draw and with late chances could have won that game. So lots to like about Crystal Palace right now. The only doubt in this one is that there's um, concerns about Alise with an ankle injury, concerns about Zaha with a thigh injury. I would still expect both to take some part in this game. For Arsenal, they've always been flat-track bullies, right? Always have been, probably always will be. They beat Watford, bit of luck there. Beat Leicester, good time to face Leicester. Beat Villa on Villa's worst performance of the season. So things have turned in Arsenal's favour. Big fixtures to come, but to make them matter, they've got to win games like this. Real tough place to go, real tough place to win. If Palace are up for it, they'll get something from the game. If Palace score first, they'll get something from the game. If Arsenal score first, I fully expect Arsenal to cruise to a 2-0 victory. Um, But I kind of feel like the draw at 3.6 is well worth your time. Draw and both teams score is what I would fancy most in this game. But with the odds as they are, double it. Palace and draw, double chance it. There's no point taking Arsenal in this game because of the the, the fact they are favourites, even at 2-1, to one, I wouldn't quite fancy it. Um, I think it was 2-2 two, two in October when these two teams met. So look for 2-2 two, two again. 2-2 two, two is at 15-1. to one. That'll be around wow. about 18-19 come Monday. Um, and I just fancy it. Draw, both teams score, 2-2. Two, two.
0: Mm, double chance for Crystal Palace is 1.9. Eh, Ahmed is saying Arsenal draw no bet that pays very low, actually. But the draw is a danger in this game or can be a possibility to get some money. Then, Tom, oh, this came very quickly. Let's see your aka and finish the video.
1: Um, I have got a whole bunch of favourites this week. I think all the favourites are going to win. So lay the favourites. I usually take a triple. This time I'm going for a quintuple of victors. Five wins. Liverpool win. Man City win. Chelsea win. West Ham win. Tottenham win. That's around six to one. It's going to happen.
0: All the favourites then. We had very low odds in this match day. But we promise... We don't promise anything, to be honest, apart from being here the following week. And I hope you are entertained by Tom Rennie, the legend. See you, Tom. This is it. Thanks. Bye. Leave your comments and press the like and subscribe. Bye-bye.